Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Morning, perfect timers. Clocking in at 6 a.m. on a Friday morning. Good morning, TGIF. TGIF. Do you have any fun plans this weekend, Christy? You know, I do not. I have nothing. I have, I am working. I'm working tomorrow at the hospital. Um, so no, not really. But what about you? Um, we have some sports and then like a dinner with friends. So nice. yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. See the fam. Um, I feel like the weekends just fly by now that it's know. you know, and like the routine school year. Like even when you homeschool, I feel like it's like like weekend and week. And over the summer, I'm like, what day is it? Oh, I know. <laughs> we're back, we're back to the weekly, like that that divide. It is it yeah. is exactly that, like weekday and week and weekend and night. I really look forward to and cherish the weekends so much. And so I'm being like a big baby about having to go to work. This is also like a new thing. Like I didn't usually work on the weekends. I used to work on Fridays a lot. When I did work, I would work a Friday, but now Ruby has her co-op on Fridays. So I can't work on Fridays anymore. And like the rest of the week, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm going to have to work weekends. Um, Probably during the school year, which stinks on ice, man. It stinks on ice. I just stinks on ice. Stinks on ice. That's a. I don't know. I think Seth and <laughs> Seth and Ruby that? made Seth and Ruby made that up. Stinks on ice. My family says that all the time. <laughs> I forgot. That's so like funny. Thing. I've never heard it. Stinks on ice. Stinks um, on ice. Right on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, that's but, not great. But I mean. I guess you just, just gotta get your mind right and go in. Do you have a resume? No. Like if someone said, send in your resume, would you have one? No. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have one either. And I, I, I applied for two jobs this week. And, um, one of the, the first one I applied to did not require a resume. And I was like, fine with that because you know how like, I mean, I probably won't get the job because I didn't send one in, but like, you know, when you're filling out an online form and the red oh, asterisk yeah. is, is the form that you have to fill out. Yeah. Well, I only filled out those things. <laughs> and so the part where you could upload a resume was not red asterisk. So I didn't put one because I didn't have one. No, and you're then, like, that stinks on ice. I'm not doing I've been a nurse for so long and like, I don't know, nursing is so different than like an, a, a corporate job. Like, I'm like, do I really need to put a resume? You know what I do? Like, I'm a nurse. Like, doesn't that speak for itself? I'm a floor nurse. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so, but then the second job that I applied for, which was also just a float nurse position, required a resume. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a resume. And so I like, had to quickly make a resume this week. Oh, <laughs> and I felt like a fish out of water. I don't even know, like, what you know how there's, I don't know. I feel like aesthetically, it was like you put things on different portions of the paper and stuff. Like, I don't even know what they look like now. That's how far out of it I've been. Well, same, and it and it definitely like I know this now. It definitely has changed a bit. I. But, but with artificial intelligence, <laughs> oh. it made it really easily. I, easy. I was able to like find this website and I think I paid like three bucks and it basically like did the whole thing for me. I just had to plug in my like basic info. It was kind of stupid, but I, but I paid the $3 because I was like, this is worth it to me. Oh like, yeah. I know. Um, but it plugged in like all of my like nursing summary like job description stuff on its own like I didn't do anything and it was it was legit it worked and I will see if I get the job via my art artificial intelligence resume but I <laughs> yes I have a resume hold on let me ask my robot <laughs> yeah I I mean that is that's what that's really nice for but um 
It is. Uh, but it's also super- I should probably do that, but I hired myself for this, for my current job. So you don't yeah. need all of I don't, don't do it. It's not, it's not, no, just keep hiring yourself. I mean, I much prefer that anyway. I think that's great. Speaking of, I love your coffee mug. It says big daddy, by the way. <laughs> and that is my favorite, but also, <laughs> but also tell me about your hire yourself job. You're doing like commercial life over there. I see you with your hard hat mm-hmm. on, on Instagram. That's legit girl. It's so funny. I, um, I was laughing because when the hard hat came in the mail from Amazon, I might've already told you this. No, I just seriously started laughing out loud and Justin was in the room and I was like, Justin, what is the last thing that you thought that I would ever order from Amazon? And he said like combat boots or something. And I was like, well, it's my hard hat. I mean, it's just such a provide your own hard hat. Well, I don't know. We're like subcontracting for a contractor. Okay. And they provided enough like ladders and all the stuff that we're like, I can buy hard hat. But, um, and plus <laughs> my plan is this will not be our last commercial job. So I want to come prepared because even when you go on site, like even when you go on site to bid, um, for the opportunity, you still have to have a hard hat. So, um, yes, I own one now. Can you get a hook in your minivan to hang your hard hat on? Like right on the side. I need a truck at this point. Um, That would be also funny. But no, we just, we're doing a commercial job. It's at our apartment complex and we're doing the the clubhouse, but not the full, just like some accent walls and murals and fitness center. Um, And then we're actually wallpapering some beams, which is interesting. But beams, is that hard? But we haven't done it yet. But I, but do you think it's going to be hard? Um, maybe. Yeah. And do they come up with the design and then you just execute? Oh, that's nice. Okay. Ginger and I have opinions about the design, but then we have to remind ourselves that one, we're not designers and two, that's not our job. So just hang the wallpaper. Um, the thing about the beam, so that'll be our first time on like scaffolding, like up, like really high. We were on 12 foot ladders this week and it was fine, but I'm like, again, that's just not what I'm used to. And then that's not your comfort zone. No, um, it feels good to bust out of it. Do you? Yeah, it does. Heck yeah, it does. I love that. Do you, uh, I mean, when you do a residential home, do you help with the design or you're also just executing? It just totally depends. Like some people are like, I want this wallpaper. They already have their vision. So we're like, yeah. okay, we'll help you order how many rolls. Um, I just had a girl text me that we have to, um, we, she just hired us yesterday and she sent some ideas just this morning. Um, so we need to go back and forth with her because she is trying to figure out. So I feel like some people want help. Some people know what they want. Yeah. And also like, like, for instance, this one, she sent some of the ones that she sent were peel and stick. And I'm going to say eh, eh, to that. Oh, tell me your thoughts on peel and stick. Not into it. I think peel and stick is totally fine. I just think if you want a very, like, if you want the best installation, um, we've just learned over just doing projects. It just doesn't adhere as, as well as, um, like traditional wallpaper with paste. And so the seams can tend to like pull apart a little bit more. Um, and it's not meant to last like super long, you know, it's temporary. And so it also is hard to manipulate. It gets, it sticks on itself. You've used it, haven't you? I've used it. It's mm-hmm. actually it's harder. It, it is <laughs> like hard. They make it sound like, oh, peel and stick DIY, but it's actually harder to use. So yeah. I just think if you have the choice, like there's ways to prime your walls to not ruin them. And if you have, if you have the choice, I would go with traditional wallpaper. Well, and you know what, when I pulled the peel and stick off of Ruby's wall, when we were moving out, I was like, I got to get rid of this because this is not everyone's flavor. It was like birds and stuff. It ruined the wall. It pulled like, it pulled the paint and some chunks of drywall off. And I was like, Wait, what? This was like the whole reason that I did this was to not ruin the wall. So, and like, it's weird too, because I mean, as we've gotten into it, we've learned obviously like you just start doing stuff, but like you can prime a wall for peel and stick. There's also like spray that you put for peel and stick. And 
there's all these different things, but um, that those are the things we're learning. So anyways, I'm not like a designer by trade by any means. And so I'm not trying to act like I know exactly what I'm doing, but some people work with designers and so they have them pick it out. Um, some of them are just like people like us that just want to accent wall. They're not like in the parade of homes or anything. They just <laughs> want a cute little wall for their child. Yeah. I love that. But the, 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 um, you posted a picture on your, on your Instagram, Ginger and Lou, but shout out to Ginger and Lou, go follow them. Um, and I think it was yesterday or the day before, and it was like a plant wall with like a honey, like a comb Mm -hmm. and it looks very dimensional, but is that flat? It's flat. Yeah. It's a mural. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, those are the, those are the things that are fun is like, I, you know, like things that you wouldn't pick out, obviously you're not going to put that in your house. And so it's fun to work with different things that you get to like play with different murals and stuff that people pick out and be like, okay, cool. So yeah, yeah, it was flat, but it does have dimension. So it's kind of fun. And that's actually like, they started wanting like a moss plant wall with like 30 cubes and all this stuff. And then they kind of pivoted and went a different direction and we found that mural and they were like that's cool yeah I love that so So cool anyway that's not wallpaper talk but what you asked or what you're asking yes I've been we've been there all week and so um it's been really good but I'm also so tired you know you're like on ladders like I'm like I'm old well I mean like is this what you when you thought about like, okay, I'm going to start this wallpaper business. Like, did you envision that you would be someplace every day? Or like, what did you, what were your, like, what would be your ideal schedule as an entrepreneur? Like, well, this project, they have a, they have a pretty tight timeline. Um, We got brought on towards the end of the the project by the painter who's contracted in. And so, um, you know, he saw that there were wall coverings in the portion of his painting contract. And so he hired us in for this project. We just have to get it done as fast as we can. So it's going to be like a five day a week project, but like, hopefully when that's over for residential, our plan is to do like Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah. So if it's a bigger project, we just do one or two in the week. If it's three small projects, we can do three or more. Um, but yeah, I think we both are like, and like, there's just, you know, like you do, you've done network marketing forever. There's so many behind the scenes things that you have to do. We have to write contracts. We have to go prime people's houses. We have to like, look at a lot of the spaces. So you can't be working five days a week, like at one site because you have to do all the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's like probably the, like the struggle if we're going to rope this into a little mindset chat for just a second. I know that's not what we're going to talk about today all day, but like as an entrepreneur, especially a new entrepreneur, like I know if you're a new real estate agent or a new XYZ entrepreneur, like the temptation to say yes to every job and like allow your, I feel like the, it's almost tempting to like overextend yourself, especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning, because you're trying to like quote unquote, like prove yourself, you know, or like make your mark or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that is definitely one of the challenges of like when everyone thinks about being an entrepreneur, like, oh, you can set your own schedule and work your own hours, but also you have to like, I don't know, like tread lightly there. Cause I feel like you can overextend at the beginning. Um, I think like I could be wrong in this, I feel like overextending comes with the territory of starting a new business. Like at the beginning, we did say yes to everything because we wanted the experience. We wanted the jobs. We did a lot of them for a discount. Like we were not making a lot of money at first because we were just like, anybody who wants wallpaper, who (laughs) is willing to let us install. Like, and we had my mom that was teaching us the ropes and stuff. So it wasn't like, we're like, we're going to mess it up. Like, you know, but then like, I feel like you like, the experience is what gets you to where you want to be. And so my, I think for me and and Ginger too, like we were just like, well, we will say yes to everything that we can, um, even if it's not a financial payback, but it's an experience, it's a learning experience, all that stuff. 
and it yeah. still is like we it's not like we've been in the business forever but um but I do think it's like then at some point you reach where you can like reel back and be like okay yeah you did have to turn somebody down because she had a tight timeline and I mean I would have loved to do that job but she was asking you know, since we had this commercial job, if we could come over on a night or a weekend. And I'm like, I just can't do that right now. Yeah. And, well, good you. That's you know, so I think like, sometimes we might say yes to that, like maybe in the winter when things are slower, but you know, yeah, can't do it all. No, you can't. But I, I do. I agree. I think when you decide to start something like yes, needs to probably primarily be your language. And then, you know, yeah and and you want to it's not it's exciting you know yeah for sure for sure but yeah we're still learning but all that to say I think I really do like the commercial world because you kind of just like go in and do your job and it's been kind of funny I mean it's like all dudes and so that's funny too because they're like looking at us like what are you guys here for um I mean, not like, like they're not like that. They're very sweet and, but it is funny. Does it feel like more pressure or less pressure? Do you feel like there's a difference mm-hmm. in the way that the project feels as far as that goes? I don't know. Um, it, it, it totally depends on the house because some people hang around like, and if it's your resident, if it's your home that you're living in all the time, I think there's more pressure there. Yeah. I would think I would feel that way. I would think, yeah. Because like, it's like your money, you're like, you were the one, you know, and I feel like with the commercial stuff, it's just like one little part of the budget. Right. You're already spending millions of dollars building this whole project out, you know? Well, and it's like just in the common spaces, right? So people are just going to be like walking by it. No one's going to be like sitting and staring at it while they're watching television. Like it's not going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit less. Yeah. I would say it's harder in the sense that it's like, you know, higher ceiling. It's a harder project to work on, but it's less stressful. Yeah. In that way. I don't know. That's an, people do not care about this wallpaper talk, but I, I, I think it's so if you don't you do. care about this, you need to check yourself. This is cool stuff. <laughs> Just oh, well, I mean, maybe that was an assumption. Maybe people do care. Oh, and if, well, okay, here's, I'm going to plug this. If you do care, and this is actually making you excited, reach out to me because maybe in the near future, we would have opportunities to bring somebody else on to help us with oh. projects. So if there's somebody that's into whether it's design or if you're extra crafty and this might like fulfill something for you, let me know. Oh, okay. I like yeah. it. Maybe I could start a Hawking Hills. Um, a branch. Branch. Um, but seriously, Seth and I were talking the other day about Hawking Hills and, and I'm not trying to like steal your wallpaper thing at all, but one thing that I was thinking that I could start here is like, um, so there's a lot of cabins that are here and then that were here for a long time and they're like very outdated. And then there are a lot of new people coming in and and building these like really cool cabins, like the box hop and the cliffs and the, you know, all the, all the cool ones. And if these older cabins want to stay relevant, they're going to have to renovate. They're going to have to like step up their game. And Seth and I were thinking, like, why don't we start like a handyman slash design team where we like go out and market ourselves as like, we'll come in and like give your cabin a facelift so that it can stay um, relevant to the landscape here in Hawking Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that'll be our future business. That's fun. Well, we're for hire. We've, yeah. we've been Hawking Hills, so we would do it again. I um, do dream of, when we build our cabins, I want to have, I think, did I ever tell you this? I want to have you come and do an accent wall in each cabin because I want to name each cabin, like one will be called the spring house, like some sort of farm type house mm, or the yeah. beehive or the whatever. Oh, and I want you to do like- That would be so fun. I want oh you gosh. to do like an accent wall that matches like the name of the cabin. 
inside of that's cute yeah that would be really really fun and I agree with you it's like it's fun like the cabin that we did do in Hawking that was again like our friend who hired us in the beginning I was just like we just want to experience and they wouldn't want to pay for um and I feel like it's it is like the perfect thing to put in a rental because it can be fun and it can be something that you wouldn't put in your your home because it's like it could be louder or whatever like right that's cute that's fun well yeah I know the ideas are fun and yeah we'll see where it goes but um for now it just feels nice to be doing something (laughs) well I'm super proud of you because I know that you you know there were some like fears and anxieties and starting new things and like trudge through them and like you're rocking it and I love it so much you guys this is the truth of it all so Christy and I talk about mindset every week and then when we were starting it and like Christy having mindset struggles, starting a new business is really hard. And, you know, she would help me out with that. And I think like, that is the reality. You can think that you are growing and we are, are all growing, but yeah, new opportunities create more room for growth is what I'm saying. You do. And they like force you to check yourself. Like you, you know, you really get like smacked in the face with some mindset realities when you step into those new yeah. places. Yeah. Which is some which is something I just love. I just love those mindset checks so much when you do a new thing. I love doing the scary. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about something that I mean we've we've been chatting. What episode is this? How many episodes have we done now? Like a lot. Really? Over 70. I feel like this might be 72. Okay. So for 72, that's awesome, by the way, for 72 episodes, we've been chatting mindset and we've talked about things multiple times, I think, but I don't know that we've ever talked about this. So um, let's talk about, and maybe we've touched on it, but let's deep dive into it. The number one habit that's going to make you happier and more fulfilled. I think we've talked about things that can help you feel this way, but we haven't talked about this. Have we? I don't know. Um, woven it in, but I don't think we've dedicated a full episode, you know? Okay. Well, let's talk about it. So we, we like, this was inspired by a Mel Robbins Instagram post. I really like her Instagram post. If you don't follow her, she's great for like mindset tips and tricks. Yes, she's so good. Um, but the number one habit that will make you happier and more fulfilled. And we've talked, we've talked about things like exercise. You know, Lindsay loves exercise to like get her mind right. And I do too. I think it's like amazing. We've talked about meditation. I love meditation in the morning, taking that moment to be quiet helps you with your mindset, I think. But is it going to be the one thing that's going to make or break? Probably not. Gratitude. We're doing that this, we're doing that this month. We're practicing gratitude in the mornings. And I love that. It helps for sure, but it's not like the biggest thing. Um, You know, we could name all these things that could potentially help. Like some people think if I just had a little bit more time or a little bit more money, or if I got to go to that really cool, like Italian spot that I've been dreaming of, like all those things would be like really helpful, but like none of those things are going to be the thing. But the thing is drum roll, Lindsay, drum tell roll. Us the, thing. the thing is being kinder to yourself oh, is such the a number one habit. For feeling Being kinder happier. to yourself. So simple, right? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So easy but hard. The so, number one habit for feeling happier and more fulfilled is being kinder to yourself. And how do we do this? And how do we do this? And why is it the easiest, hardest thing on the planet? You know? Um yeah. I was just talking to a friend maybe last week or something about this. Um, I think we were talking about like clothes not fitting or something. I don't know, getting older. And she even said, if I talked to a friend the way that I talked to myself, I would have no friends. (laughs) 
And she was kind of saying it in jest because she's so fun to be around. Like, yeah. but she was basically saying, I'm hard on myself. And I'm like, you are hard on yourself because we can nitpick ourselves to death and somebody on the outside doesn't see that at all, you know? Yeah. And that was talking about like more of like a physical thing, but I mean, just in general, like anything. I was a bad mom today. I And then our kids are like, you're the best mommy ever. You know what I mean? It's just like, we um, can be so critical. I mean, we, I, we rip ourselves, we rip ourselves to shreds all the time. I do it multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I love that. What you said of like, if you were to call, you know, a friend, or if you were to speak to your friends the way you spoke to yourself, you'd have no friends. Like, and, and that's so true. Like I, you know, I don't know, something that I majorly struggle with is just feeling like I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not, um, enough. And I know, it's, I know I'm not, I know I'm not alone in that. Um, yeah. and I also know it doesn't serve me. <laughs> um, and I think like, sometimes I think people, and I've, I've been guilty of this as well. Like, I think if I'm kind, if I'm too kind to myself, this is like the type A, like high achiever in me. If I'm too kind to myself, I won't be a high achieving successful person because mm-hmm. I will give myself too much grace. And then I just won't do the things that I know I need to do. Yeah. Um, but I think that's totally wrong. That's a lie that I have told myself to continue this abusive relationship that I have with myself. You know? um, but there's a way to be kind to yourself and give yourself grace and still be a very successful mother, spouse, friend, or just self to self. Like there's a way to still be you know, productive and, or whatever you want to be and, and be kind to yourself. Okay. So. But that reminds me just what you just said. What is success? I think sometimes we like, we measure success in the things that we're doing rather than like who we are, you know? And so is success, like how many things I checked off the list today or is success being like, a present person for ourselves and the people around us and whatever our job that day entails, whether that's being at home or outside the home or whatever. Um, I think we have these like fake markers of what success is. And if we check them all off, we feel good. Yeah. If we don't, we're behind or we, you know, measure up. And I think especially women have this because we're multitasking. We have a million things on our plate. We put a million things on our plate. I think our relationships are trickier. Um, we're managing people's happiness all the time. Yeah. I don't I know. I love what you just said about putting things on our plate. Cause I totally did that this week. Like I last week, I checked off all the things off the list. And then this week, my list was all checked off. So guess what I freaking did? I made a new list and I started adding new things to the list. Like no. I gave my, I gave myself a list that like, and, and listen, it's all things that like, I really do need to do, but none of that really matters when your kid breaks her arm. Like that's what I mm-hmm. learned from last week was like mm-hmm. this huge, heavy list of like listing our house for sale, like legit things, legit, huge things that I was really stressed about. I, after Ruby broke her arm, it was like, none of that shit mattered. And so it's just like exactly what you just said. What is success and how do we measure it? And I think it's so, um, I don't know, so subjective. And it's a practice of figuring out like how to balance, because I do think it is, I hate the word balance, but I do think there's like, it's both, right? It's like the way that you cross things off your list and do the things that you need to do for adulting and life and you know, we have to pay the bills and we have to, there's a part, there's a component of that. Right. But then there's also like, 
how did you speak to your spouse today? How did you right. speak to yourself today? How did you speak to your child today? Were you there for your child when he or she needed you? Like mm-hmm. that is also a huge measure of success. It's it's both, I think. And um, but it's a lot less of the first, it's a lot less of the first list of things that I listed off than we yeah. think. And it takes those moments of um illness or tragedy to realize that for sure well and I told you this earlier but like I was the mom that listen (laughs) one of my kids has been complaining all school year about some sort of ailment so like at some point you're going to become the boy who cried wolf because I don't know how to like figure this out but I sent a sick kid to school today yesterday basically and I didn't know he was like sick sick I thought he was just like our baseline normal sick these whatever I don't know and anyways he comes home sick and I had a choice to feel really crappy or to be like you know what it's been a hard start to the year I don't really know what's going on now that I know he's sick we're gonna like you know figure out what's going on but I think even stuff like that it's like we can feel like the worst mom in the world because they had said that they their tummy hurt and then we're like, oh, I sent him to school. I'm terrible. Um, I just think like certain things like that can trigger us to like expect ourselves to be perfect all the time or to get it 100% of the time just because we're mom and we get it wrong sometimes. And at the end of the day, like we're just doing our best, you know? And I feel like that role is very hard. And it's very hard when you have somewhere to go and you're working and there, it's just, it's a complicated, um, it's a complicated role. Did I explain that? Okay. I feel like I was bouncing around, but, um, yeah, no, no, I, I think that's, yes, it is complicated and, and we're not. And, and I think that it's important for our kids to see us have those moments too. And for you to say to your son, like, gosh, I am so sorry. I thought, I'm so sorry. I sent you to school like that. That must've been hard for you all day. Like I didn't realize, you know, how sick you were. I thought it was just, you know, it's important for you to acknowledge that to your children and apologize. And then, and then they get to see you give yourself that grace. And then they learn that grace too. Yeah. To be trying to be this like perfect parent all the time. And yeah, but like the, <laughs> the funniest part about it though, not funny, this is not funny, but he's been to the nurse's office so many times and told his, t- his teacher that they're like, oh, you're okay. Like we all brushed Everybody. it off. Yes. So this is like a lesson too. I'm usually very like, you know, when my kids tell me something, I'm like, okay, okay. But it's trickery what's going on right now. So anyways, I think like part of it is we can be intuitive or we can think we know all the things, but when we do get it wrong, like allowing ourselves to just, I don't know, get it wrong sometimes and be like, it's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yes, when you were just saying that, my mind just went to like I would be the worst school nurse on the planet. Sorry, this is a total silly <laughs> side note. But I, when I was in nursing school, I did observe a school nurse, and I thought that's what the job I wanted because like that sounds so good to just like be a school nurse and work like have school summers off. off. Like it sounds very like I don't know. It sounds like the best job. And if you're a school nurse, like sorry, I think I'm sure you love your job, but but. <laughs> But so there, happy were all for these, you. <laughs> there were all these kids that were coming in claiming these ailments with like clearly no nothing going on and right. and they just wanted to go home or they were just like not into like whatever their teacher was like yammering off and 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 like we don't hand out I don't give out like if your tummy hurts I'm not giving you medicine for it you're just gonna have to work through it or whatever or same with headache like we don't we don't over, we don't have Western medicine in our house period, really. So if you're sick, you just have to chill there for a little bit, but like that wouldn't fly as a, I wouldn't be able to just say that to all these hundreds of kids who were lining up to come tell me about their tummy ache after lunch. Cause they yeah, ate you're like, did your mom give you elderberry syrup this morning? Yeah. Did you eat? What did you eat for lunch? Oh, you ate a ho-ho? Yeah, that's why you don't feel good. Sit down. Like, I would just be the worst school nurse. Okay, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to come back and talk about mindset stuff some more. Okay, we're back. And um, 
shout out to all the school nurses who deal with all the kids all the time. Shout <laughs> out. They're amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So being kinder to yourself, giving yourself what you need, speaking to yourself like a friend would speak to you, focusing on all the things that you're doing right, right now. Um, mm. And then like acknowledging those things, giving yourself like, I mean, I know this sounds so silly, but like looking in the mirror and giving yourself a high five or looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, like, I've got this, or I'm doing awesome, or I'm doing the best that I can right now. And, and just practicing those little shifts, because here's the thing. And I, and I have to tell myself this all the time. It's a very kind of harsh reality. And I've said it on here before. I'm sure no one is coming to save you. No one, you cannot expect that someone else will do these things for you because they may yeah. not, they may not um, give you what you need. They may not speak to you in a friendly way. They may not focus on all the things you're doing right. They may not compliment you. Like, and I, I think for me, at least I know that like, I sometimes may, in my mind, I think that my husband needs to be doing these things for me all the time. And sometimes he doesn't. And I get mad at him for something that he doesn't know that he needs to be doing. <laughs> um, sometimes he does. Sometimes he like edifies me. And But on a hard day, like when he's been gone all day and I've had a really hard day at home and he doesn't know that, I make this unrealistic expectation for him to do those things for me when it, when he gets home without even sharing that with him. And, and then I get like disappointed that he didn't do it. And, and, and then I have to have this conversation with myself, like nobody's coming to save me, not my spouse, not my mom, not my friend, not my child. Like it's me and me and me. And I need to do those things for me. Um, and I, and that is not always a successful thing, but it's a practice, right? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. This is kind of like a sidebar but when I think about this topic like being kinder to yourself like I think about the way that I used to not be able to take compliments um and that in itself is fine but it is so awkward when you compliment somebody else and they can't take it. And then you're like fumbling around. Like it's so much easier if you say, oh my gosh, I love your outfit. Like you look so pretty. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. That's really kind. That's so much easier than them be like, oh really? Like I didn't even think I was going to wear this dress and I actually hate the way it looks on my hips. And you know what I mean? And it's like, that's fine. And that can all be real. And I'm not saying we don't have insecurities, but it's like when somebody says they like something, believe them and let right. that like, Take it you know, just value. where it is. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of that it, of, of learning how to take a compliment is learning how to love ourselves. Yeah. And so when somebody says, I love your work, or you did a great job as a nurse today, or honey, you're such a great wife or whatever even if we don't fully believe it, I just think a simple, like, thank you so much and like ending it there and like maybe just getting in that practice. And again, I'm talking to myself, like I've actually had to practice this a lot. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, like then we rewire that part of us. that's like, oh my, like, gosh, I'm so hard on myself. Like <laughs> I want to start doing what they're doing to myself, you know, like yeah. or looking at myself like that. And so I just feel like that's an easy place to start. Oh yeah. And maybe that's like your litmus test for how well you're able to be kind yourself. I mean, if you can't even accept a compliment from a stranger or a friend or a coworker, like, yeah, how, what are, what is going on behind the scenes? Like that is probably your litmus test that like, and I'm not shaming you by any means. No, it's struggle not. With it. But I'm just saying, if that's hard for you, that's probably an indicator that you've got a lot of work to do in this department. And that's okay. It's okay to yeah. have a lot of work to do. That's why we're here. We're here to discover the parts of us that that we can improve or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and I don't 
don't think it reflects like a confidence issue or necessarily. I think it's more of just like, it reflects the fact that we're so critical of ourselves. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like, it doesn't go to the core of who you are deeply. I think it's just like being able to not be so critical and to allow people to speak kindly of us and to us um, and let that like, not create our identity. I think we do have to be firm on who we are and be confident in that to be able to receive that, but it should like add a little bit of like, I don't know, it's nice to hear nice things. And um, when we can receive it, it's, it's better for us and it's way better for the person that's trying to deliver the compliment. Yeah, for sure. And they I don't think like to do when you shut it down, they're like, uh, okay, well, well and I then, like it. But yeah. I mean, like, and that's probably, that might be the last compliment you receive from that person because they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to have to like have a therapy session with you. I was just trying <laughs> to tell you that your shirt looked nice. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I had, I really do. I love to be my love language very much. So is like, I, I forget what the, what the five love languages are right now, but I really like words of affirmation. I think that's what it is, right? Words of affirmation. This reminds me of that. And this is like a TMI conversation that I'm going to just share right now because I'm Can't thinking wait. of it. Um, but I told Seth the other day that, you know, I'm starting to age and my face is feeling like it's aging and my, my female parts are dropping a little bit and everything is just, I'm, I'm hitting 40 and I'm really trying to combat it the best I can, but it's still gravity is winning. And, um, so I said to him the other day, like we were having a conversation and I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm struggling with this and it would really be helpful to me if you could just like give me words of affirmation of my physical appearance. Like I kind of need that from you. I kind of need you to remind me that like I've still got it, or at least in your eyes. <laughs> and so I was just feeling really insecure in particular about my boobs, if I'm going to be quite honest with you. And so I told him the other day, I'm like, and I was just kind of complaining about my boobs. And um, then, you know, we went on and then like a couple of days later, whether it was because I told him to, or he really meant it, I, I, I'm going to take it for face value. He really meant it. He said, you have really, your boobs look really nice today. And by golly, that was the golden ticket. It, this is just like an indication of how powerful words can be for ourselves or when we hear it from others. Mm -hmm. You know what I did like a couple of days later that I didn't even, I didn't associate it with that at the time. But after the fact, I was like, I know because Seth told me that he liked my boobs. I we were alone. Sorry, this is like way TMI and Seth would probably shit his pants that I'm like sharing this, but I overshare and he is so private. We were alone and I had had some cocktails and it was a nice night and I topless got, I said, let's go. <laughs> I said, okay. let's go up on, on, on our ridge and like, just watch the stars. And there was no sex involved, but I went topless. I went topless on the, like, because I was like, oh, Seth will like this. And I just was having cocktails. And so we went, <laughs> we went up to our, <laughs> are you dying right now? But seriously, the power of him saying to me that he liked my boobs, like that's all it took. I just needed to hear that from someone, but but to go back Someone, specifically him. Yeah. I didn't need to hear that from anybody, but my spouse, by the way, but I, when he said it, it was powerful, but what I should have done is not even, I didn't even, I should have just looked in the mirror and said, my boobs are nice for a 40 year old mother. <laughs> I should have said that to myself. Like I didn't really need Seth to, to rescue me there. I should have just said, I am a mother. I have had a child. I have, you know, I have carried myself with these nice boobs my whole life. They're still serving me. This is a ridiculous example, by the way, but I'm just trying to bring some humor to it. I, it is a, I like it. And I do think I, okay. Yes. I do think we need to like speak kindly to ourselves, but it doesn't hurt to have our husband specifically say things like that. Oh, for sure. And, and I oh. do think 
it's important that they do. But I also think sometimes, like I said earlier, like when I'm having a bad day, I almost like expect that from Seth without telling him that I need that. And, and that's not fair either. Like I, in those moments, I need to edify, I need to speak kindly to myself or request that Seth, like, I, I think it was totally fair that I said to him, like, I'm feeling insecure about my physical appearance. Can you just remind me that like, you still are attracted to me? Like, I think yeah. that's fair to do. Yeah. But if I didn't say that to him and I just expected that from him and I got frustrated when he didn't do that, that's not fair. You know, yeah. it's not fair yeah. to him. Communication is key. Now mm-hmm. I have more questions about this topless experience. You know, well, oh, you know that how far? From, um, you know that scene from, what is that movie where she like lifts her hands up and she's like 20 or and 30 and then she puts her hands back um, down. Is that, um not there's something about Mary what the sweetest thing do you know oh, from the 90s it's ringing a bell but I haven't seen that for so oh long. my gosh it's so good Cameron Diaz I love when she like lifts mm-hmm. her hands up and it lifts her boobs and then she puts her hands back down and it drops her boobs wait time trip. out though how long were you up there like okay so it ended up being the coolest night and I'm so glad I did it I 10 out of 10 recommend you go topless somewhere it feels so great I don't know satisfying but so we went up there and it was a beautiful night. So we were just like lying in the grass, watching the stars and the cabin next to us was playing this like drum circle that night. Oh, and it was like this really cool, like, and again, I had had multiple cocktails. Ruby was staying the night somewhere. I don't know. I was, I was feeling good. I don't know. We were up there for like a half an hour and like listening to this drum circle and watching the stars and I was topless. So it just felt like. I was on this like really cool vacation. I don't know. It was just such a cool. It was, I totally oh recommend you run around topless in your neighborhood today. Oh Lindsay. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors won't think I'm weird at all. We live in a different sort of. We've got a different environment. Going on, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like that I can be naked here. And I've never done that before, by the way. I And that's not something. That I is not going to be the last time that happens. I have a oh. feeling it's going to go. That opened further. a can of worms that I never want to close again. I'm telling you. It yeah, was the- I, I'm going to see <laughs> pictures of like the naked Hawking Hills gal that streaks around or something. It's not um, Bigfoot, but it is. <laughs> that is really funny. In sidebar, before we're done. I saw on some of the like holistic, um, some holistic girl that I follow, she talks about, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but not wearing a bra helps lift your boobs. Do you oh, I've that? heard that too. I've heard that too. Yeah, but I don't understand how that's, I mean, first of all, I don't have anything to lift, but like, um, I wonder how that's a thing. I think the science is, and I'm probably going to botch this. I've read it. I don't know. I think the theory is that if your boobs are feeling support, if, if that muscle or if the, that tissue doesn't have to work for itself because it has something there, it will just stop working. But if it doesn't have the support, it's going to create better support. I don't know. Something like that. Does that make sense? I don't know. I probably need to look that up. Don't quote me at all. No, I know. I know. Obviously I haven't looked at it, but like the last one post, I, I just like see it sometimes. And I'm, I don't know why some people talk about these things. And then I was like scrolling by and it was like a picture of somebody's like before and after or something that was lifted. Like, Oh, okay. Not like I a think- graphic picture, but like in a shirt or something. Yeah. I mean, that might, I, again, that might work when you're 20, but like when you're 40 I don't know I don't know gravity already took place like I don't know um just something to think about I know what I swear one more boob thing one more boob thing you know what I swear has helped my boobs so much be a little bit perkier is collagen I actually noticed the difference from taking collagen shout out to good collagen all the things yeah do you know what helps mine the trainer the trainer bras that I wear (laughs) you know what helps mine lifting my arms up way over my head if you see me walking around at the water park with my arms up high that's why because I'm just trying to look like I have 20 year old boobs (laughs) I'm just always waving just always waving to people 
<laughs> cool pickup line, arms straight up. Hello. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my that's gosh. That's so funny. I am dying still about you on the ridge, but um, I swear all I needed my, to hear from my husband was that I had nice boobs. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I do. I'm going to take them out. I'm going to take them out for you all weekend. They're just going to be, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Gosh, you know what again, I have to do now? I have to take my I'm sending this to, um, portion. I need to take my child to her Christian co-op now. <laughs> Stop okay. talking about well, this. I'm gonna send Seth this portion of the podcast so he can experience it. Oh, so he, he did he did it live. He experienced it. Well, live. okay, sorry, that was a bad wording. So he can hear the recap. Yeah, I'm sure what he says about I love it. That. That's so oh. funny. Well, I do appreciate that because part of I know we have to wrap up. Part of what I get stuck on with us talking about mindset is it always feels so serious. And I love, love those stories. Yeah. You have to make you it. No, I'm not going to share those stories. So it's <laughs> best that you do. <laughs> Remember how our very first episode, I talked about how I had a UTI. I mean, I'm not going to slow down people. This is just how it rolls. Yeah, we should speed up. <laughs> I'm just not, I don't know the, the, the I'm just so like, concerned oh, listen, that, which I is think so weird. I wish sometimes that I were, I were more buttoned up and that I were like a calmer person and that like, I, I like, don't, don't change this. You're doing good over there. I'm just, I don't know. It is I'm not calm. I think I'm just like crude. I don't even know, but um, <laughs> I wanted to be a hippie at some point. So maybe it's in me. It's in there. Just to be well. And free. Just- I also, I really think that where you live dictates that if I had no neighbors in sight, I'm not sure I would rip off my shirt, but it would be more probable than the situation. I mean, I'm looking at like out Justin's office window. I can see two houses across <laughs> the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's no, not I the get time it. The I mean, some, you can't, but yeah. I mean, if you get the awkward at the bus stop, I just can't, you know. If you are presented with the opportunity to go topless, it's for some reason, it's so, it just feels so powerful. Uh, maybe that's the women's retreat that you leave. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. I'm to the top of the hill. Okay. All right. You got to go. Enjoy the co-op. Thanks. Chat. Share the story with all the moms. Okay. I will not be topless this weekend. I'm going to be in scrubs. Okay. Bye. Bye. 